Hey ladies, welcome to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about unnic wait. <laughs> Unrealistic. Unrealistic expectations. <laughs> <laughs> So before we were recording, Kayla and I just had a conversation about kind of just everything we've been feeling and whatever. And so I think especially with the new year, we start to overthink and we start to think about everything we want to do in the year. And we get so like almost overwhelmed because I think we have un- unrealistic expectations for ourselves and what we can accomplish in one year. Yeah. And sometimes most of the time that's not healthy at all because then by the end of it we're like well what the heck like I didn't accomplish half the things I said I was gonna do but we had a list of like a hundred things that we wanted to accomplish and it's like if you're not in the habit of doing those things already there's a very slim chance that you're gonna accomplish that in a whole year you know I don't know so I think that that is a really good topic just for the time that we're in and yeah I definitely agree with that so what are some unrealistic expectations you have for yourself um I think this goes with like growing up and like what we hear in school and we've talked about this before on the podcast I mean you talk have talked about it we get told when we're like super young like from seventh grade up we get told that we need to know what we're gonna do and like Mm -hmm. get college pushed on us so like for me I have like an expectation of me being something or someone right now that I am 20 years old like how am I gonna be exactly where I want to be like I am further enough along where I should look at my life and be like, I'm doing good. Like, I have goals for myself, and I don't exactly know what they are or what I want to do with my life, but I know that I have big dreams for myself, and I'm going to stick to those, and I need to stop expecting myself to just get the dream and then be like, bam, it's there. Like, I need to work towards that dream. We work, or we we work. (laughs) We live in a society where instant gratification is, like, what we expect because... And we always tie back to social media, but I think social media has a huge part in it where we are instantly getting likes. We're instantly getting that gratification. So we expect that in every aspect of our life. And it's just not realistic. Like we expect once we hit like 25, we're married with kids. We own a home. We have the cars that we want. We have the career that we want. And it's just like this thing that is planted in our heads at such a young age that this is exactly how life is going to go and it's going to be perfectly planned out and every year is like a new step and like whatever it's just so not that perfect like life is never that perfect and it's not just a stagnant line right? yeah and you've said this to me before and this sticks with me like we could what I think we were taught is that we need to pick one career that we want to do for the rest of our lives oh, yeah but we don't need to do that you can do one thing for five years and then switch it five years later like Granted, like, a lot of people don't want to do that, and that's not realistic for people, but you can make it realistic for yourself. And when we're fed that, like, oh, you need to pick something you're going to do right now for the rest of your life, that's what I started getting out of because I'm like, I am 20 years old. By the time I'm, like, 30 years old, I'm probably not going to be wanting to do the same thing that I'm doing now. Wow, God just gave (sighs) this to me, Kayla. I'm not even kidding. As you were talking, God literally was just giving me this message. So me and my brother and Xavier watched a sermon yesterday, and it was about, it's by Dr. Dr. D, of course, Um, but it was about commitment and how God expects us to have commitment to him, right? And so what I just felt that God was telling me was that we can't be so committed to temporary things. We can't be so committed to, like, these things on earth where, like, jobs and this idea of security, like, we can't be more committed to those things than we are to God because he 
being committed to him is eternal. Being committed to him means that we'll have everlasting life. Being committed to him means that we will never fail. That right? is good. But being committed to these temporary things that are inevitably going to fail us or fall short is insanity. Yeah. Because it's never going to give us what we actually want from that. And if we're constant, if we're not, if we're committing more to that, the idea of like being to committed to something forever, we're kind of taking that away from God because yeah. when we're committed to God, he tells us to do things and he's always changing us. He's always working on us. So we can never commit to doing something forever because we don't know what he's going to call us to do tomorrow. Oh yeah. You know, my grandma has said that too. Cause a lot of the pastors that started at her church started leaving and she, she's like, I heard God say to me that I cannot hold on to people. Like mm-hmm. they're getting called to do God's work. Like God's going to call them to do what he wants them to do. Yeah. And when she said that to me, I was like, wow. Cause when people get taken out of our lives too, I know this is completely off top. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand when God takes people out of our life. We want to like hold on to them and like pull them in oh, and be yeah. like, you can't leave. But that's for God's plans and he, his plans are better for us. So like I actually just saw on TikTok and it was like kind of like a relationship <laughs> thing, mm-hmm. but it was like, this girl was like, do you think God, if God knew that person was right for you, he'd really take him out of their life mm-hmm. and be like, I know he's making you so happy, but he's not the like, sorry, can't do it right now. Like he's not going to do us. He just Dang. has such better and good plans for us to make us where he wants to be. Yes. That's so good. And he does that too. Like even with friends and like we were just talking about yesterday, even with friends we've had for years and we think, oh yeah, like they're going to be with me till death, like this and that. And because we have that idea in our heads, we hold on to them for so much longer than we should because we're like, we already have it made up in our head that they're going to be in our lives forever. Oh yeah. So that keeps us from cutting sometimes even toxic people off because we expect them to be around forever. Yeah. And we have to let go of that. Like, we have to, seriously, like, being spiritual and, like, following God, you have to learn to let go of everything and just completely surrender it to God because he knows what's better for you than even you do. Yep. And I actually was just, as you were saying that, that makes me remember, remind me of the conversation we were having the other day. Like, we put so many things above God. Like, even if we don't want to admit it, like, we'll put all these people above God. And it's just like, we're so quick to like, I'm so quick to go to the gym and work out rather than read my Bible. Like, it's just like, I jump to go work out any time of the day, but to read my Bible, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. And we were talking about this too, because it's like, we have to take so much more effort to actually get up, get dressed, go to the gym, Mm -hmm. work out, come home, rather than just opening our mouths and pray. We could do that anywhere. You can't go to the gym anywhere. You have to actually take that time out of the day. And go. So I was telling Kay, too, when we were having that conversation that I want to make it more natural to take the time out of the day where I'm like, no, this is time that's designated to God. No matter what comes up, like, this is my time with him. And I can't compromise that for anybody. Yeah. When I was in the life in California I was watching a sermon because they would choose sermons every week to like that we would go off of and this pastor that was they picked for the week was saying that every single morning has an appointment he says he has an appointment but it's his time with God so he takes an hour out of every single morning and spends it with God and I feel like if we just did that out of like reaction and at first like I'm not struggling with this right now but sometimes I'm reading I'm like okay what's the point of this but (laughs) we have to make the commitment to God just like he makes to us every single day I love that that isn't that like that's so good yeah thank you I really (laughs) but yeah no I just I feel like when I'm by myself I don't think of these things but it just 
means so much. That's what I was going to say. So for a second, I lost it. I was like, what was I going to say? But sometimes when you're talking, I'm sure this happens to you, like things pop in your head. But that goes to even say, if we're so, when we're recording, if we're so committed to just the topic and just the title, I think if we get too caught up in that, then God doesn't have room to speak because we're so focused on just getting, staying on topic, talking about this one thing, right? But if we, if we plan it out so perfectly, God doesn't have room to come in and like say what he wants to say because Every time we record, we pray before we record, too. I, we've never really talked about that, but we try to pray every single time yeah. before we record just so that it's more God's will than ours because right. we don't know what everybody's struggling with personally, so we actually have to ask God to help you guys through us, you know? Right. It's not about us. But if we, like I was saying, if we were so committed to the title or to the topic, that wouldn't give God room to to flow and room yeah. to speak and say what he wants that's why like by the end of the podcast we're like how the heck did right. we end up on like a totally different like where did this come from but i truly believe that when that happens like god's trying to tell somebody something that we don't even know and right. we're trying to help or he's trying to help somebody um that For we us. have no idea and yeah. we don't know everybody's situation so i think that that can tie into even with life too like if we're so committed to planning every single thing there's no room for god to step in dude i was thinking i was thinking about that because we just talked about we talked about that a few times but like if we like set up like this thing and we were like we're gonna do this by 25 we're gonna do this by 28 Mm -hmm. we're gonna do this by 30 like if we did that like what's the point of that? Like, what fun would that be? Like, I am determined to do this. It's good to have goals. Like, I'm not saying don't have goals, but, like, if you, like, put yourself, like, I have to get this done by 25. If not, I'm, like, gonna die. I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm a failure, and I suck. Like, (laughs) what's the, like, you're making yourself feel terrible. It's just not helping you at all get to those goals. But that's the thing, too. Like, if God's trying to work on you and is trying to speak to you while you're just so focused on that goal or that thing, he doesn't have room to work in your life Mm -hmm. like you're not going to actually be following god's will because you're just too focused on something other than him that's so like that's why it's so important to focus on him above all things because even if we think we're in the right path if we're not connected to god how do we know right you know and and we've talked about this before too sometimes you don't 100 percent know even if it is god's will for your life and you just feel like he wants you to do something if you're so dedicated to something else you won't even try right you know you won't even try something new right so that's that's very true mm-hmm. i did, guess i didn't even um realize that and i that kind of like plays a lot of roles in almost my life in general because like if i would have never even like got the opportunity and followed california like i would have never even got that and that was in god's will yeah so that's crazy because it literally is just like if you give your life to God and, like, let him work through you. And at that time, I wasn't even that close to God and didn't even have a relationship with him. And he just, like, worked through me to get me to where I needed to be. Wow. That's so good. And But a lot of times, too, when it is something that God wants you to do, it instills a lot of fear. Yeah. Like, there's so many times in my life where I'm just like, I know it's God's will, but I'm scared. Right. Because what are people going to think of me? What You know what I mean? Like, you just start getting all these thoughts and all these negative things. And... And people do start to kind of make you feel even more fearful because then they're projecting their fear onto you yeah. and all of these things. And so that's why it's so important to stay connected to God because then you will not feel that fear. If you're praying, if you're renewing your mind with the word, you really, really have to dedicate your time to him because, and something I've been learning lately is 
not worrying so much about what other people think of me or well trying to figure out how to not care so much what other people think of me is a better way of saying it because no matter what we always have that thought like how does this make me look yeah. or like you do something and you question if somebody feels differently about you right and I'm really trying to figure out like the root insecurities in me that make me worry so much about that. Yeah, I really my thing with that is I thrive off people's approval. Oh yeah. So when people like tell me like, "Oh, you look so good," like I like thrive off that. Mm. I need it's almost like because I'm insecure in myself, I thrive when people are like, "You look good." It's like validation. It's, it's literally, like, yeah. They are telling you something that you're craving to hear because you're not feeling that inside. Right. So it's like you need it externally because you don't have it internally. Yeah. That's exactly how I am. Yeah, and I feel like I'll like leave and I'll be like, "I look good." Like mm-hmm. today is going to be a good day and then I leave and I'm like, oh, "But what if they're staring at me yeah. like what if this what if I shouldn't have worn this to the gym like I'll like trip off that so now when I'm at the gym instead of like trying to stare in the mirror like if I need to like not get that like staring I like look down at my phone so I mm. try to like distract myself from doing it so I don't get those insecurities and don't get those feelings coming up and they still sometimes do but now it's like I counteract it with it yeah and I think too because what I really really struggle with or like what really hurts me is feeling judgment from friends yeah and I'm still because don't get me wrong like you should care what the people who are close to you are like thinking or like you should care about their feelings their emotions you should care about them but when it comes to you like just think like why do you care so much or like I'm asking myself too like why do I care so much because it just starts to eat away at you you almost start to care more what they think about you than what you think about you and like what God thinks about you yeah and so that's something that I'm really really trying to work on recently and like tried to figure out is where are these insecurities coming from or what am I insecure about because I I think we subconsciously know or like realize that we're not that confident but then it's like where is that coming from or what exactly what specifically am I feeling insecure about I have two things about well one's kind of off topic um kind of goes (laughs) with a different part of like what we were talking about Mm -hmm. and the other one is goes hand in hand with that I actually have this app downloaded it's called faithful and it just like gets you like basically encouragement every single day so there's a verse every day and then there's little videos like from like Sunday's like messages from all over the country and this lady was preaching I don't know who it was because I like listen to them as I'm doing oh, stuff yeah. and um she was saying that like she'll get these things in her head from the enemy and it'll be like I'm a terrible mom I'm ugly and so what she does with that is when she feels like that she counteracts it with scripture so she has these printed on her heart so every time she does that she's like well what does God say about me like the person who loves me so much dude this is so crazy because I was just listening to Sadie's podcast too I forget who she was interviewing actually but she was talking about how being a mom instilled so much anxiety in her and how like the enemy really attacks moms because a lot of times they don't feel good enough or or they feel like so much anxiety over their kids like what if this happens to them while I'm not with them or what if this happens to them and like you don't want anything bad to happen to your kids obviously but it's like the enemy really playing off of a vulnerable spot for moms yeah and he sees that and uses that to his advantage to almost scare them into like constantly being like hovering moms or like 
anxiety-filled moms just because they don't obviously want anything to happen to their kids. Right. And um, that is so... That's just crazy that you brought that up. Yeah. But she, oh, yeah, that was my other point, is that she was explaining how, like, she was like, I'm done. Like, the devil does not have me. He does not have authority over this part of my life. He doesn't have authority over my kids. Like, and he started renewing... Or she started renewing her mind with the word. And, like, anxiety has no place in our hearts and yeah. our minds. Like, it has no place in us right so why do we allow it to overcome our lives yeah and um I when she said that I was like wow that's crazy because um in when we pray at this came in my head as you were saying that when we pray at the end of church when pastors like if you want to give your life to Jesus today Mm -hmm. like let's say this prayer and at the end of the prayer it says I'm yours you're mine and that like really always speaks to me me because I want to just like scream it like Jesus is mine like I just want to be so excited about it because that's so exciting like God is our like ours he is everyone's to he wants to show us how much he can love us so like when he says that it's like come on like be excited about this like this is so exciting like if we just thought about that every single time we had like a negative thought so much easier said than none I struggle with this all the time but it's just like gets me so hyped because I'm like Jesus is mine like if I walk with faith through Jesus it gets you so hyped that's so beautiful and there was so one of my coworkers at work um he usually stops by and talks to me and he actually is I think if you guys listen to it why am I speaking so choppy? What the hell? I don't know what that was. It was like, eh, eh, eh. And, and I wanted to come out, yeah. but it didn't come out. I was trying to figure out, like, how I wanted to say it. But in one of the other podcasts, I talked about him, and he was the one with the superhero shirt on. Okay. Yeah, so he came and talked to me the other day, and he was like, um, he looks at me, and sometimes the way that he looks at me and, like, talks to me, I feel like it's just God. Like, I don't know what it is, but you know those people where you just, like, feel the love radiating radiating off of them and you're like wow so he looks at me and he was like jocelyn don't ever let anybody take your relationship with god away from you he was like that's yours like don't ever allow anybody to steal that from you like not friends not boyfriends not anybody he was like don't allow anybody to take that from you like that will always be yours and i was like you know what That's so true because even if we're not consciously thinking about it, we allow people to ruin, not ruin, but they allow, we allow people to almost like take us away from God or like take us further from him, I should say. And we allow not only people, but things like alcohol, drugs, um, relationships, friends, like, oh yeah, we end up in these things that are just like, we know that it's compromising our relationship with God. Why do we still do it? Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And the other point I was going to make kind of goes with that, but it's kind of like a me statement. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it goes hand in hand with God. When we're saying, like, me and you are very similar in this way. We say yes to, like, everyone Uh because we just want to help everyone out. So it's like, when you say yes, somebody said this to me. I did not say this. This is not my words at all. They said they heard it from somebody. When you say how many times when you're saying yes to other people are saying no to yourself? So how many times when we're saying no to God are we saying no to ourselves? Mm. Like, and I know that's, like, kind of different meaning, but, like, when we say, you know what I mean? Like, when we, like, in a way it's kind of confusing, but when we say, continuously say yes to the world and say yes to these things that aren't going to fill us up, we're saying no to 
literally ourselves and God. Yeah. And just like when I think about that, it's kind of like when I say about body image, like that's like us being going in an art shop and being like, eh, you're, you're, it's okay. That's like us talking shit about God when we talk shit about ourselves. Like that God looks at that us and be like, come on. Like being like your creation, mm, not that great. Like, and it's just like that. It's like you looking at God and being like, yeah, sorry, not today, brother. Like what? Like we don't do that. Like that's not a thing that doesn't happen. So every time we choose something over God, it's like we're saying no to him. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, well, not only that we're saying no to him, but we are saying no to ourselves. Literally no. When we, every time we say no to God, we're pushing ourselves backwards. Yeah. And like when we could be going two steps, it's like, I was telling Jocelyn this recently, like, it's like, God is like, come on, like, let's keep going. And I'm like, "Mm, not yet. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to stay right here. And he's like, let's go. And then he keeps doing these things. I'm like screaming, but, um, he keeps doing these things and he's like, come on, like, let's go. And, um, I told Joss, I got an analogy the other day, not an analogy, but I heard God speak to me. So there was this super gross banana and it was literally disgusting I'm like and I was gonna save it for a smoothie because they taste the best in smoothies when they're like that and Jocelyn actually made that point to me but anyways um besides the point so I was, I was like, gonna say when you told me this I'm like my bananas always look like that because yeah. that's how they taste the, the yeah. best but so I started opening it and as I was opening it it was like I wanted to open it slowly but and it, like something had me open it extra slow and as I'm opening it I hear God say to me like you cannot judge things from the outside. You you have to judge them from the inside. Because mm. the inside of the banana was literally, like, the best banana I've ever seen. Like, it was so nice. And I, like, thought about it and Joss kind of pointed this out to me. It could have been, like, with myself because, like Joss says, we thrive off people's, like, approval. So it's just, like, we're thriving off people's approval. But if we looked at ourselves and looked at what's in our heart and what we care about and our souls and how beautiful our souls are... We would think so much different of ourselves. And that goes for other people. Like, we can't always judge people from the outside because their hearts could either be very poor or very good. And we're just judging them by their looks or by the way they act or, like, this and that. But the inside of their heart could be so different. so good. And I was like, and that could be so many different things. And I was like, wow. Like, that's crazy. That's so good. Um, I know personally... Like I was saying earlier, I've been just really, and for some reason it's been hitting me harder now, but I've really been over and hyper aware of what other people think of me, of other people's opinions on me, their perspective of me. And I was just telling Kay this the other day too. I was listening, because I listen to Sadie's podcast when I go to work. So <laughs> that's why a lot of it refers back to her. But it's so crazy because whatever, <laughs> right, whatever I'm thinking about that day, her podcast will end up being on. And I'm just like, wow, look at God. Like, that's <laughs> really you. crazy. But so I was um, listening to her podcast about the best advice her that's recorded on her podcast for 2020 and so it was like basically like the highlights of her podcast in 2020 and I was yeah listening to it and one of the best advices was um the definition of living free is giving people the permission to misunderstand you I really like that. I listened to that and I was like, wow. And I had heard that episode like a while ago, though. I was like, wow. And then the next day, I was listening to a totally different podcast of hers. Mind you, I just will scroll and then whatever the title says, I'll be like, hmm, that sounds good. So I clicked it and it was that episode. The next day, I'm not even kidding you, the next day on my way to work, I started crying just because I was like, you know what? Like, why am I so worried about that? And why am I so uptight on myself? And this goes 
to say too, like having unrealistic expectations of ourselves and like what we're capable of because we think that it's possible for us to be like these perfect people. We'll never say something that offends people. We'll never be able or we'll never hurt anybody. Like that's not true. We live in a fallen world. We're imperfect people. We're going to do things that hurt people. We're going to say things that people misinterpret. And so living as if that's even possible is like living in anxiety constantly because we will never be able to control what somebody else thinks of us and we could talk about the best things ever all the time and people somebody would still find something wrong with it they would still dislike us for whatever reason as you were saying that um this popped in my head but i don't know if we were talking about this or god just told me this but our job (laughs) is not to judge yeah like that's god's job and i feel like we put oh, so many. i did tell you you this. did tell me so this okay i was i think it was sadie's podcast it was sadie's <laughs> podcast oh, okay okay i remember might as well just freaking <laughs> play her podcast for y'all but what this was a different one and one of the people she was interviewing was like um it was actually her sister um she was like god's job is to judge the holy spirit's job is to convict i think that's what it was not positive don't take this verbatim but then she was like our job is to love and it was actually a quote from billy graham and i was like wow and that's when we started talking about it's like we if anybody feels anything other than love from a christian yes we're not doing our job yes me and joss talk about this a lot because i i've had people say to me before and joss has too like people don't want to tell us stuff because they're scared we're going to judge them and we've both said in this podcast before and just other situations we will never judge anyone because we're not we're not perfect we have no place in our hearts to judge. if anything i thought i was perfect before yes yes i'm like girl i can do no wrong like that person's in the wrong and then i then i got convicted i was like whoa i had this backward like i'm in the wrong they're like you're like i could be doing so much more no but that's something and i think but this is also refers back to that advice like giving people permission to misunderstand you because i think coming into my faith that was a huge thing for me and that's so like silly because if it's something that's bettering me people who really care about me would be like whoa that's awesome right but I really was, like, almost insecure about it, like, talking about God and Jesus. And it's, like, why would I ever be insecure? But anyway, that's kind of what I was feeling. And um, giving people the permission to misunderstand what's best for my life should, like, that is what's going to set me free. Like, I can't care what they think about mine and God's relationship or I can't care what they think about Jesus because it's not about them it's not even about me right it's about God and what Jesus has done for us right and so that is something that really hurt me though because some of my best friends like or like people that I'm really close with come to me with things and and like almost like our the dynamic of our relationship changed and then they'll reveal to me later like subconsciously why they've drifted and it usually has to date back to my coming to God or whatever. I um I was going to say too what was I going to say? Something with like with that hand in hand and we've talked about this before and it's almost like and as much as it hurts and I go through this too me and mm-hmm. you have to both like like told not bented but talked about this like just with our relationship and stuff but it's almost like at those moments like as much as it hurts like those are your moments when God wants you away from them yeah and as much and it's almost like we hold on to certain people because we think we need them but God knows we don't need them and that's what it that's what hurts because you're like I don't want this is what I struggle with I'm like oh, okay. I don't want to let them go 
but sometimes I I hold on to people way too long. I'm like, no, oh, don't yeah. leave. I think we all do that. But I think for me, it was more just like, why would you ever think that I would judge you right. just because now I have a relationship with God? Right. I think that that's what hurts me. But I have to also realize that's not me that made it that way. That's the perception that they got from other Christians. Oh, yeah. Or like, oh, they've been hurt by other people who have a relationship with God. It's not pointed at me. It's just like, but we have to think like, if you're no matter and I say this all the time mostly because I have a lot of people in my life that are gay and I have a lot of people in my life that are like homosexual and I would never want any of them to feel like I have any hate or any judgment towards them just because I have a relationship with God yeah but then I realize I'm like there are a lot of Christians who say bad things about people who are gay there are a lot of Christians who have hurt people that like the same sex as themselves you know there are a lot of churches who don't allow that and that's so sad to me because they're pushing them away from having a relationship with god you can be whatever sexual orientation and have a relationship with god like we're all sinners like that's the thing that's what i don't get is like how is that worse than me lying once in my life or how is that worse than me judging exactly and they don't realize that them judging somebody else is actually a sin in itself and god sees sin all the same And I know that this is kind of controversial for some Christians, but I don't really care because I choose to love no matter what. I will never judge no matter what because I know that that's not my job and I could care less because if I'm going to judge that person, then God's going to judge me. Yep. And I would never do that. I'm that's not my place. I'm just as, I'm just as much as a in quotation sinner as the next person. Yep. Dude. And I, you might've said this earlier in this episode, but like, if you aren't getting love from a Christian, then sorry, but you're not doing it right. Like Christians are only supposed to show people love. Like that's what our literally Jesus showed us. And now I want to intersect for a second just because we're not perfect. No, no, no. That doesn't at all mean we're perfect. And obviously we have bad days just as the next person does. But we are called to love yep. everyone, yep. no matter what. Like, be kind and love everyone. Yep. I might give you an attitude here and there. I yeah. might wake up and be like, Grandma, I don't want to talk today. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might at work kind of get a little annoyed when somebody walks in the door. But at the end of the day, I will always be kind. Yes, yes, know? yes. Um, hand in hand, I might get a little irritated when I have to take x-rays. But, I mean, Yeah, because okay. that's the thing, too. That is the one thing I'm like, dude, Christians are still human. Yeah. Bro. Like, we're still not going to be on ten. But people are waiting for that one moment yep. for you to, like, get a little irritated or say something you probably shouldn't. And then they're all like, whoa, are you really Christian? Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, dude. You literally rolled your eyes. You looked at the ground. Are you Christian? Yeah, dude. I, we were playing a game or something and somebody was like, I, I would have, I would have been in charge so you can, um, so you could have kept up your Christian front. I was like, excuse me? My Christian front? No, it's not a front. This Wait, when was This was at my work Christmas party. Somebody said that to me and I was like, no, I was like, I love Jesus and everyone knows how much I love Jesus. So this is not a front. I was explaining a game and you guys can chill, like not in a bad way. And I know they were just like joking, but it's just like, it almost like gets irritating to me because it's like people can like say stuff about like Christians like there's no tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then with like you you make jokes about something they do and it's like "Mm -mm." like you know what I mean okay that was really offensive yeah I'm gonna like I don't like you anymore right but yeah no I totally get that and that's one thing that did frustrate me but then I always remember too like how would Jesus act if someone and this is funny because it's like what would Jesus do (sighs) Um, but no, but seriously, like how would Jesus act if somebody came at him and was like, 
Well, I mean, people did do this. Like, the Sadducees and the Pharisees did this to him all the time. Like, okay, are you really the son of God? Because (laughs) we don't believe you. (laughs) So, like, and he just was like, dude, I know I'm the son of God. So, like, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know that this is the will of God. And they're just like, okay, you keep doing you. We're going to keep doing us. Like, (laughs) you're in the wrong, brother. And then... To look what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just like when Moses had to go up to the um the king or whoever when he when the bus told <laughs> I love him. how we talk about this stuff. It's like, <laughs> like our friend, he goes up to the king or whoever. <laughs> but, but he go, Moses goes up to the king and he's like they're like, Well who sent you? And he was like, I am like imagine going up to somebody and be like, I am sent me. They're like Excuse me? You're like, a psycho. You're, you're a little weird, and I think you need to be committed. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it, it's true. Like, no, but it's so true, and that's why it makes me feel better, because it's like, nothing that happens to us... Wait. Yeah. Everything that happens to us happened to Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So, like, we have to look at him as the example. Like, there wasn't as many people doing what he was doing back in his time. Yeah. And, like, people were looking at him like, dude, you are crazy. <laughs> dude, um, I saw this thing on, it might have been on TikTok or it might have been somewhere, but I think it was in a sermon. It said, like, everything, like, Jesus was God's son, and mm-hmm. he put Jesus through all these things. So what makes us think that God's not going to put us through certain things? Yeah, and another thing, too, is the Bible never promises that we're not going to have trials. <laughs> it's going to be a great tri- life. <laughs> no, it never promises that we're not going to have trials and tribulations. Right. There definitely are going to be things, but he gives us ways out. He gives us ways to get through mm-hmm. that, and that's and what the better. Bible is, mm-hmm. you know? It's like a self. It's like the ultimate self-improvement book. It's like the ultimate self-help book. Yeah, when I was applying for your job, too, um, the thing that really spoke to me, it was like, it has Christian questions mm-hmm. in there, like, how are you going to heaven? Like, what is Jesus? How do you mean? know you're going to heaven? How do you know you're going to heaven? What does Jesus mean to you? And what does the Bible mean to mm-hmm. you? And I like wrote, what does the Bible mean to me? It's like lessons and stories, how to get us through life. Mm-hmm. It's literally like almost, I don't want to call it a rule book. It's literally examples of how to get through life and showed us how to become better. It's examples of what people who followed God went through mm-hmm. and even people who didn't follow God. And it shows what works God can do in sinners oh yeah you know oh yeah like we will and it it almost it gives you hope a lot of people think that the bible condemns but it gives us hope that we can come back from bad things that we've done we can still be loved after bad things that we've done we can still have a life after we've done really bad things yes like we still are promised the things that God promises, we're still promised the promised land. Yeah. You know, and that is what spoke to me so much. Like, wow, like, how could God still love me after all these things? Like, after I after I started going to church and, you know, building a church community, I'm like, I really just kind of got sad because I'm like, I really thought that, like, God didn't love me. I really thought that nobody could love me this way. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that God loves us unconditionally and no matter what we've done and still chooses to love us and still will love us and he already knows the bad the worst things we've done god knows and he still loves us and that really really spoke to me when i first started you know coming to god because i never thought that he could love me yeah dude what um what i when i'm struggling with my singleness when i remember this but when i'm struggling with my singleness and i try to go to god i'm reminded that the only one who knows how I want to be loved, how I need to be loved, all the things I need to be in a relationship with somebody, the perfect relationship, God. He's the only one that knows all those things. Yep. He, there's a song, it's called God Only Knows. It's by um, 
King and Country Can or something. Yes, yes, um, that <laughs> song. And that song really speaks to me because it's just like God only knows. Like he only knows, he's the one who knows everything about our life. So if we like, we're like, I'm struggling with singleness, like God's the only one who's going to know how you want it, how you need to be treated. So he's going to treat you like that. Yeah. And he's not going to give us the person we need until we're ready for that. Right. So that really speaks to me and it makes me understand a lot. So as we were talking, I remembered. So I don't know if I've really talked about this too much, but I kind of had a traumatic childhood and my parents weren't really prevalent in my life. So from a very young age, I had issues with trusting that people were going to stay in my life. Like I had abandonment issues. So my mom sends me this, mind you, I never even remember really like praying or like whatever like having a relationship with God when I was young but I'm gonna read this letter to you and the first time I read it I actually got emotional because when I'm out well I'll explain after I read it but okay it goes to <laughs> I'm probably gonna laugh a couple times because some of it's funny I'm like in second I think I'm, in se- I'm pretty sure I'm in second grade because of the friends I mentioned in it Aww. but okay so it says to God from Jocelyn nobody touch besides God right back please that's what I literally wrote. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Don't say all. That is cute, though. <laughs> okay. Said, please reply. <laughs> I said, please write back, God. <laughs> okay. He's running back now, sister. <laughs> <Just crying. laughs> no. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to that. But, okay. So, <laughs> I feel a little awkward reading this, but it's pretty freaking funny. And, it's like, okay, dude. The meaning behind it is, like, good. I love... <laughs> I love my friends, and they always listen, usually. But if my friends stop loving me, what should I do? Especially blank and blank. If they stop liking me, I would want to be abandoned from the school because they are the bestest friends I ever had. They always have my back, and and but they don't know how much it would hurt me if they stop playing with me and stop talking to me what should i do love jocelyn p.s how is quincy which was my dog <laughs> that died doing? <gasps> how is how is quincy doing i haven't talked to him from here in quite a while or you i'm sorry i haven't been praying Dude, that is so sweet. <laughs> Your second grade self being like, I don't know what to do. Are you kidding me? But no, but I cried the first time I read that because I was like, wow, like even in second grade, I like was worried about people leaving my life and like worried that my friends would stop liking me. And I was like that. And that kind of honestly ties into what we're talking about because I think, and dude, that's crazy. I feel like my prayers just got answered because I almost feel like that is why I care so much what people think of me. And like, that is why I care so much whether people stay or leave because I've always had abandonment issues. I've always had trouble with the thought of like caring about somebody and then them leaving just because like my parents were both not really in my life growing up. So that, that's super crazy because I feel like my prayers literally just got answered from the beginning of this podcast to like now dude that is crazy because i read it before and it didn't hit like it just did like wow we're actually talking about that i was gonna say before like it's crazy how in the bible and in just like sermons and stuff is you can watch a sermon one time and it could mean one thing to you and then you could watch a sermon another time and it could mean another thing that's why it says that god's word is alive because you can read scripture one time and it means something totally different or it doesn't resonate yeah and then you read it later after you went through something or after whatever 
ever happened. And it's like, whoa, like yeah, this applies directly to my life. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why people say that the Bible or like the word is alive because it never, like it always kind of adapts to what's going on in your life. Right. It's crazy. Um, what is it called? <laughs> and possibly. I'm blanking. <laughs> it's like the little thing. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think I know we we were kind of ended up all over the place and like I didn't even expect to read that letter, so that was Aww. crazy. But um Kayla, when you say that it makes me feel like a little kid. What do you mean? Like when you're like, Oh, oh. I'm like, no, this you're making me embarrassed. <laughs> no, I feel just... like you're my mom like feeling no. bad for me. <laughs> no, I just thought it was so cute because not in a like on like little kid way but just like your second grade self writing now like and it's so crazy to me because i didn't know that i even prayed back then like what did i mean yeah that that is crazy that's really crazy yeah and then it's like dude that is just so funny to me to god from jocelyn nobody touched besides god please write back like who did i think i was and how did yes, I think I was gonna like God. tangibly give that to God? Like, here you go, right back. You gonna bring it up to heaven with you? No, right. God's gonna like hand it to me. Be like, told you I read it. <laughs> no, but that was really cool to me because I was just like, dang, like maybe I did, like maybe God did know me when I was. I mean, obviously I know now that He did, but it was like, dang, like maybe He was with me when I was little, going through all that stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have tickle. Well, is that, that the was- natural end? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? What the heck? <laughs> um, I'm good. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. We were both saying before this episode, like, how excited we were to record, and I think we both needed this, and I actually, we're recording this really in advance, but I leave for Mexico tomorrow, so this is, like, the perfect oh, yeah. cue to leave. On that note, though, before we completely end, I did want to say this, too, that we have un realistic expectations of romantic relationships amen to that sister i wanted because i wanted to bring up what i had told you um the same guy he we have the best conversations dude i'm telling you like we're just talking about god whatever he's the same guy and he stops by the front desk like all the time to talk to me and one of the conversations we had today actually he was explaining how a female eagle chooses her mate and, um, I, I didn't know that. I mean, birds are so freaking smart, dude. Like, it's crazy. But so, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> so what she does is she won't actually go after her mate. She lets them come to her. And then after they come to her, she tests them three times. And the way she tests them is she picks up something heavy, goes, flies super high up and drops it. And his job is to catch it. Oh, wow. And then the second time she goes a little lower and drops it and he has to catch it. And then the third time he goes, she goes a little lower and he has to try to catch it before it hits the ground. Oh, wow. And so then he was explaining because after they have their babies, um, what the mom does to teach them how to fly is she takes them up super high and drops them 
so that they can learn how to fly and then if they don't pick up like how and she fly next to them to show them how and if they don't pick up on how to fly the it's the dad's job to catch them oh that's good isn't that crazy but what really resonated with me with that is like as women i think sometimes we just like lust over men and we feel like we have to chase them and we have to do all these things to get their attention and all this stuff and really it should be the other way around yeah they should be working for us they should because we're committed we're committed beings like right once we find that man like we ain't leaving them if right. we're committed we are so loyal right Oh, 100%. And so we have to find a man that's willing to work for us because we'll work for any man. Like, not work for any man, but we will try our best for right. any relationship, yeah, for any man that we end up loving, right? right? We will go the extra mile for them. Right. But men, they're a little, if they don't really, if they're not really feeling a girl, they're, they're not like, going, mm-hmm. they're going to use you. Right. They're not going to try to impress you. They're not going to try to go the extra mile. They're not going to try to do things to, um, you know, make you happy. Right. So... I just thought that was so interesting that, like, birds get it. Why don't we? Why don't we? (laughs) But, no, it really really hit me. I was like, whoa. And then, after that, he was uh, explaining how his foster mom, when he was little, taught him, you know, how to do all these things. And he would be mad because his friends would be out there playing. And he's, like, learning how to sew. And he's like, why are you teaching me how to sew? And, like, whatever. And then, when he got older, you know, she explained to him why she always had him do those things and she was like because these are basic things that every human should know how to do and he was like okay and then she went on to say if you find a woman who isn't willing to learn from you or isn't willing to um you know want to know these things I guess you need to leave you need to walk away and that goes for us, too. Like, if we find people who aren't trying to grow with us, they're not trying to learn from us, they're not not just from us, but in general, they're not trying to evolve in life, we need to learn to walk away. Yes. We can't <laughs> stay in those situations. We can't, you know, and I think, I'm getting this now, like, I think it's a big message for girls, especially young girls who aren't married yet. Like, you need to work on you. Mm-hmm. Let let the man come to you. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what it says in the Bible, too. Like, let him come to you. Right. Well, actually, I don't know if it does say that in the Bible. Why did I say that? No, <gasps> I saw a TikTok. It does, because I saw a TikTok, and this girl was like, um, she was explaining, she was like, how somebody was criticizing her, like, when are you going to get a husband? When are you going to do this? And she was like, um, in the Bible, it tells me so it doesn't tell me to chase men it tells me to wait for them to come to me this and that so i think that's where i got that from so don't call me a false whatever <laughs> but um <laughs> no i think that's really good though because if eagles do it we should we should pick yeah. up on that like yeah. why do we try so hard for these men who aren't even and like we need to set tests in front of them too like um are you gonna do this for me right. are you gonna do this like not not necessarily tests but standards right we need to have, we need to reestablish standards oh, in yeah. relationships like and we I, can't just let them walk all over us. Yeah, and I feel like standards go hand in hand with boundaries. Yes. Like, very and, hand in hand. Right, and that's before... She tests him three times before she even decides if she if he's worthy. 
right that's crazy and i feel like that's how like life should be like with jobs anything you need to like test them to see if they're worthy of having you even when it first presents itself to you or he first presents himself to you that doesn't mean that he's the right one test him three times honey (laughs) test him three times three times three shots you know and that even goes like if if you set standards or boundaries with some with a man in a relationship and they overstep it they're not going to respect you. Dude, and I um, got this thing. Well, my nephew, he's in daycare. And when he was little, this little girl would always bite him. So what they... Crazy. What? But just wait. There's a meaning to this. So when she would bite or try to bite him, he would say, no, thank you. Walk away. <laughs> so it's like that with things. When you're saying that, it's like when things happen, we need to be like, no, thank you. Walk away. Like, it's true. Like, a two-year-old taught me that. But literally, like, isn't that crazy? Like, like if we, a guy walks up to you and says something extremely inappropriate no thank you walk away brother <laughs> i'm married to god thanks <laughs> oh, <laughs> look dude. at this yeah i hope Mary. i said it in a way that was understandable because i feel like a lot of times when we talk like we'll go back and forth like yeah we'll, we'll start a story and then one of us will say something and then we end up talking about that for a little bit and then we yeah. end up going back to the story yeah so i hope that but this is really how me and Kay just have conversations <laughs> like it is not organized it's kind of chaotic to be honest but it's <laughs> what makes us us I guess so I hope that it's at least like followable (laughs) like I hope you're able to at least I think it was I okay all right well I think it went super well yeah I was super hyped about this episode I don't know why I was just like super excited about recording today and just like so excited to talk to you guys and share what we had to say and it is our last uh, this is we have three episodes recorded now though so we're uploading one tomorrow then we'll upload the one we recorded last week um next week and then this one will go up the week you're back from um mexico okay perfect so all right we love you guys so much and we're so grateful for every single person who listens yes and if you could like us on facebook follow us on instagram tiktok and whatever other platforms you can think of we're on pretty much all of them yes so we would really appreciate that and then you can stay updated throughout the week and it's not just like a once a week thing where you're interacting with us but like we always say too we'd love to pray for you guys so if you want to be prayed for you have a specific prayer request go ahead and dm us on instagram um we would really love to pray for you and just hear what's going on in your life and interact with you guys because that's what makes it exciting yes and that's what we're called to do is help you guys so um don't feel shy about dming us we're like the nicest people ever <laughs> well we love to you us guys. coming from us <laughs> we love you guys right <laughs> but, okay guys we'll see you next week in our next episode and yeah because we want to save, save the girls, girls. bye peace out love you